0: To business with Bobby Kerr. brought to you by Bank of Ireland on news talk
1: now in recent years Ireland has matured immeasurably in relation to its attitudes to mental health and the therapists who help us uh, we may be, we may we may be struggling so for this industry review this week's industry review I wanted to find out a little bit more about the field of psychoanalysis CBT and talk therapy as a whole and I have three guests to talk about this which i would suggest rather complicated um, subject matter but i'm delighted to be joined by helen vaughan she's a psychotherapist and owner of Minute counseling and psychotherapy stella o'malley also joins us she's a psychotherapist and author of what your teen is trying to tell you and ender murphy is also with us he's a psychotherapist director of SeeMe.ie, and he's the author of two books five steps to happiness and also uh, flagging the screen-ager. So, Enda, <laughs> we might start with you. Firstly, will you tell us, in layman's language, what a psychotherapist actually does? Uh, if you understand,
2: there's a big difference between mental health and mental illness. And mental health has nothing to do with just. and it is it is not just the absence of mental illness. Now, 80% of people for their mental health all they need is the right kind of support the right kind of information and 80% of problems can be solved like that when you end up coming to a psychotherapist or somebody like me is when things are a little bit more convoluted for you and you come to somebody like me and you've, you've got three different modalities talking here today. So we would use different ways of helping you understand your experience, why it is you're feeling the way it is, and more importantly, what to do about it to feel better.
1: So tell us just briefly then about your business and how For it actually works.
2: Uh, well I'm what's called a cognitive behavioral therapist so I would focus on where you are today you know how your inter the interrelationship between your interpretations how you're viewing the world and your feelings and how this erroneous thinking where it comes from where you've picked it up but also as well is how you need to change your thinking
1: okay. Uh, let's bring in our second guest, Stella O'Malley, uh, psychotherapist and author of What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You. Welcome to the programme, Stella. How are you? Thank you. Now, uh, you're also a, 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 a psychotherapist and indeed an author. Um, am I right in saying that you... Tell us firstly about your business, if you would, Stella.
0: Um. Well, I'm, I'm in private practice, and I, I'm certainly CBT-oriented, but I also use a kind of... I'm integrative, so that means I use a a range of different approaches. And I think it's very important for people who, who do try therapy. They often say, I tried therapy and it didn't work. And I think it's important to say, well, you tried one therapist. like That's like saying you tried one mechanic or one yeah. doctor. or you, you know what I mean? You have to kind of, ha- it's quite, it's almost like I was saying, it's almost like Tinder. You have to kind of have a, a chemical reaction with your therapist in <laughs> well, you, terms
1: of they get that, you or they don't. Well, that's <laughs> it's not quite a, like Tinder. But <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's one of the difficulties I was having with it. And I was reading up about this over the last couple of days, Stella. Like, how do I know? firstly how do i know what each different psychotherapist actually does and secondly then how do i know which one is for me
0: um i think that there's two questions in that first of all the approach it's uh, the research has shown that the actual relationship you have with your therapist is the most important indication of whether it will be successful therapy so if you feel like you've got a good working relationship then it's it's probably going somewhere if you feel it's just they don't understand you just fundamentally they 't don 't quite get you i wouldn't be inclined to continue on. I really do believe that it it's very important to feel validated to feel understood, and if you haven 't got off that particular starting block and i 'm not saying it's not difficult it can be difficult it can be there can be a lot of kind of distress and Sometimes the therapist might not understand you on one level, but if they don't fundamentally get who you are and see where you're coming from after a few sessions, arguably, I, I think you're better off, kind of, it's more empowering to say, I'm going to move on and find somebody who gets me. Okay, That's, that's my own view. Well, I yeah. think that's
1: a, that's a very, and very well put too. Thank you for that. Uh, Helen Vaughan, you're also a psychotherapist and you're the owner of Minute Consulting Psychotherapy. Tell us a little bit about your business, if you would.
3: Yeah, I will. So we have a counselling practice, private practice as well in kind of Leakslip and a in Kildare. I have about 12 different therapists who work for me, all who have slightly different specialities, you know, dealing with children, teenagers. I do couples, fertility. I do CBT as well, the same as the others. And I totally agree with Stella, if you don't get along and connect with the therapist, I always say keep shopping around and find someone that, as you say, gets you and that you want to work with rather than I think there's some therapists maybe who don't do a whole lot. And those clients often feel that there's something wrong with them, that they're not getting on with them. And I'm always like, keep shopping around. If you haven't clicked with the therapist, don't be afraid to move on.
1: That's interesting. So, it's a very personal relationship, clearly. And the personalities, both of the individual and of the therapist, need to gel. I think that's what I'm hearing from all three guests here.
3: Yeah. And it also depends on the issue. Like, there might be some therapists who are very good at anxiety, some who have a lot of experience with grief. I do fertility, I do couples work. There's other therapists who do more, you know, other stuff like. I don't know, I can't think of any examples, but you find someone who, if you want something specific, they deal with that issue and they know that issue, so you don't have to start from the start. They've got a bit of knowledge of the area kind of thing.
1: And if we talk about something like the word anxiety, Helen, I think you've said it yourself, that that's not a word that was even in our vocabulary 25, 30 years ago, but now there seems to be an anxiety for everything. Is, Is, so what... What do you make of that evolution and even the language around it?
3: I think in in Ireland we're more educated now. Like I think since the pandemic and possibly before, children and young people now know what anxiety is. They're hopefully learning what the physical symptoms are. So they're recognising it sooner. You know, when I was young, there was no such thing as anxiety. I just thought I was a scaredy cat. When in fact I was a bit of an anxious kid. You know, I think children now are learning what that means and are going and getting help for it and hopefully i think since the pandemic it's more of an open conversation it's not a thing to be ashamed about and it's you know it's okay to say it and to say you know i see teenagers a lot for them to say to their friends yes i'm seeing a therapist and i'm finding it really helpful and that that's a good example for other teenagers to go well i can do that too you know that it's a good thing
1: Uh, and back to you Mm -hmm. is 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 psychotherapy for everyone should everybody consider You know, going to a therapist because we all have our ups and downs in life.
2: Well, as the other, you know, we're all saying the same thing here, all right? Nobody has a patent on mental health. And if I've got a problem, I can talk to one of my friends, I can talk to maybe a parent, I can talk to maybe my doctor, you know. But if it's, if it's, if I'm just not finding the solution and I just don't quite understand it, a therapist, regardless of what modality they're going to use, are going to help you disentangle what's going on in your head. So it really depends, you know. We all need to be able to talk and with children today and with people growing up, because one of the questions that's often asked is, oh, is everybody getting anxious? Now, I would talk regularly at conferences and one of the first things I asked is, hands up who gets stressed? And of course, everybody puts up their hands and I says, hand up who gets anxious and nobody puts up their hands. And I said, well, what's the difference between the two? They're both exactly the same. But yeah. one is more socially acceptable. So you know, children are growing up, they're much more critical thinkers now. They're they're being aware of vast amounts of knowledge. But unfortunately the people of our generation, all right, we're told what to think. So we're not able to dis we can disentangle it for them, but we need to get that out, you know, so that low intensity stuff where everybody starts to know that if you're feeling anxious, you're probably thinking in one or more of about three different ways and you just need to understand that.
1: Yeah. Um can I ask you? A few questions, Stella. It's a text here that's come in and I think it's a good one. Um, would your therapists have any advice for a family member who we all feel needs to talk to someone but refuses to see somebody? Anything you could suggest there?
0: Well, it it depends and you can't really do it over the phone just like that insofar as who, who knows what's going on with the person and who knows who who needs therapy in that dynamic.
1: Well, sorry, I but didn't mean do, to put you on the spot, but yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah, it was no, a good no, no,
0: no, text. I plenty to, to say on that. <laughs> they do often say that we go to therapy um, to to kind of support ourselves because of the people who won't go to therapy, and I think actually that can be quite true. So you might have somebody you love who won't go to therapy, and you need to go to therapy to give yourself support to manage this difficult situation. I, I'm not being glib. This actually is is quite a common scenario. Yeah. And um, on top of that, sometimes if somebody really needs help and they they refuse help, it, it's 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 indescribably difficult, if you love that person. And I wouldn't underestimate the, the value of therapy for yourself in that. With yeah. Within that, some some families, like they try an intervention and they have a therapist ready in their mind, as in they check that they're available at whatever time and willing to pay for the first consultation. And then they say, they sit the family member down and they say, we love you very much. And they have maybe three examples of how they're not happy, and they're they're overthinking, or their distress has got the better of them. And this might help. We're not saying it's going to change everything, but it might help. And might you consider going? Now, some people react very, very badly to that. Okay. And you know, one of one of the most sharpest lessons in life is to realise we can't help somebody else who won't help themselves. There's there's very little we can do in that context.
1: Yeah, Helen, can I go back to you on the business model? Uh, you you you. Uh you, you'd say you employ, what is it, 12 people out there in in, in League Slip, uh, or sorry, in Maynooth. um, Just is the model, the business model similar to a doctor or a dentist? You charge your time per hour, you have your overheads. Is it, in terms of the type of business model that it actually is, it's no different, is it?
3: I think so, I'm not familiar, like I obviously actually both of my rooms that I use are embedded in GP services. Are they sorry, they're sharing a building. We're not actually um together. but I don't know how their models work, but it is similar that we charge prayer and each of my therapists charge prayer and then they pay me for use of the room and for referrals of clients to them because the clients kind of come into the central business and then they you know they're referred out to the different therapists who need them.
1: Uh, but pre- yeah. And could I ask you as well, I presume that most of the business here is by referral, it's all word of mouth I was with uh, Helen, or I was with Stella or Enda and they helped me here or there you really need to go and see them is that where most of the business comes from?
3: Yeah, I'd say in a way, but then I'm also in like we're based in Maynooth mainly and that's a really busy growing town and a lot of people just do a Google search to find local counselling services so you just have to have a good website, make sure your search engine optimization is good and that people are going to find you. So I would say most of our referrals now come online, they come by the website via email whereas it used to be maybe five or ten years ago it would all be by the phone so I think we're all more digitally aware and we, all, we do our research online so you need a good website with good information about who does what yeah. and people will come and say oh i want to see sheila on a tuesday and you know they already know who she is what she does and when she works you know that all your information is out there so yeah say,
1: no i think that's a good point uh and uh, you've written two books uh, you say you don't make any money out of books <laughs> uh, and, and you know stella's written books as well but they're they're probably an incredible intangible endorsement of what you do.
2: Uh, Yeah, about 20 years ago uh, I developed a model of psychotherapy that was very successful and I argued, you know, like kind of that we had to change how we were doing, like the that caller who said the person who doesn't want to go for therapy and everybody says they do, you have to understand why they don't want to go to therapy. Like if Bobby turned around and said he had a broken leg, you'd be fighting through the door to get into A and E. But if Bobby gets depressed, why doesn't he want to go and look for help? So you have to understand why people don't go looking for help. And unfortunately, that's the help that is actually being offered is that you're made to be feel disordered, you're made to yeah. feel mad, you're whatever it is kind of thing. So the you know, so having the book out there and especially the second book I wrote with my colleague Harry Barry, uh, it gets your model of what it is you're doing. And people get to know me. You know, now come to see me is a little bit more like kind of going to see Russell, Russell Brand rather than <laughs> Doctor Phil, because I have a very eclectic. Is that way one of it. your
1: challenges? That no, that that the common man or girl mm. doesn't understand what you do. Is that one of your challenges to to articulate uh. what it is you actually? Specialise in.
2: Well, I'd be known well enough in media and my day job is I'm the assistant, I'm the acting director of the North East GP training scheme with the ICGP. But where I am is that people would kind of get to know me and it would be word of mouth and they would know how I actually apply therapy. And in an awful lot of that way, I would bring my own personality into it. I yeah. have a very eclectic way of doing it.
1: Uh, Stella there's another text here again not to put you on the spot but it says we're trying to get a therapist and I can't find anyone with space is there a shortage? What's your thoughts on that?
0: I, I think it's very interesting. I, there's <clears throat> Certainly I've closed my waiting list and quite a lot of therapists I know are, aren't available and it, it, it's heart-rending because I get a lot of emails looking for appointments and I can't fill them and I haven't a chance of filling them. Um, however I think New therapists find it very hard to get off the ground. It's one of those business... Remember you said the word of mouth? People aren't that free and easy in recommending a therapist. Because yeah. they don't... Yeah, they're not going to say it in a pub in front of a group the way they would, you know... Uh, uh, no, you know, I totally get or that. Or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. I absolutely so, get so, that.
0: Yeah, so t- new therapists can find it hard to establish themselves. Mm. I remember myself, when I was first starting, I realised, oh, this is this is a tricky business to begin. Now, once you're up and running, actually, I think most...
1: Okay, well, I'm, I'm are afraid...
0: They're very busy. And that, that's a disaster, really. I for-
1: could talk all day here because this is a fascinating business. I love talking to business owners and I don't when I don't understand the intricacies of the business. So thank you for letting me into your world, Helen Vaughan, Stella O'Malley, and indeed, Andrew Murphy. And good luck with all your professional uh, world. And thank you again.